Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is an amazing loop artist on Twitch. She is also an improv artist and a self-described armchair historian. We have a wonderful conversation. We, we talk about some stuff about history, about Lewis and Clark, uh, Neil Zora Hurston. I, I'm just terrible at names. Listen... I called her libel loops for the first like 20 minutes of the show, even though she told me several times. Uh, we talk about our ADHD. Uh, it, it, it's a great example of someone telling me their name and then two seconds later forgetting how to say their name of ADHD or ADD. Uh, if you suffer from that or, or if you experience that, well, you know, get help. It, trust me, if you just go out there and get yourself some help, it really is worth it i'm telling you uh adult adhd is freaking uh it took me a long time to nail it down but i I had i had it as a kid and yeah i still have it and it's just uh it's just you know it's it's just a neurodivergence so (laughs) it's all good It's, it's it's perfectly uh, it's pretty frequent these days, and uh, you know there is help out there. There's there's medications, and uh, yeah, go get some help, friends. Look, look if you if you're having a hard time holding down jobs and you just can't understand why, but you're not a lazy person. You, uh, you you're you're constantly fidgeting. You're having a hard time focusing. You're uh, you're having a hard time maintaining relationships or having stable moods, feeling anxiety and depression and all these different things that sort of can add up to ADHD. So go seek professional help. I'm, I, I can't stress this enough on how important it was for me to go seek professional help. So go do that, folks. It's important. Anyways, moving on. We also talk about her looping skills and, uh, you know, some stuff on society as a whole. Looking at society from the past point of view. Uh, it, it's a great conversation. I, I had a blast chatting with Libba. The, the time just seemed to fly by. Plus, we have a nice little performance at the end. So stick around for that. Uh, uh, you're going to love it. Go and check out Libba Loop. She's streaming most of the time on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think she's on Eastern Standard Time. So twitch.tv slash Libba Loops, L-I-B-B-A-L-O-O. P.S. There you go. Libba Loops. Go get yourself some Libba. I got all the links in the show notes. So please go and click around and and, and, and support this amazing artist. Uh, Libba will be coming up here shortly. Uh, but first, go to RadioMystique.com. R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check out her latest album, which is coming out, I believe, at the end of this month, May 30th. It's going to be a little hip-hop and reggae 
release so it's gonna be really fun uh, one of the tracks I actually helped produce and, uh, and and I guess I helped write it a little bit but go check it out it's good <sighs> here comes the fucking yawns no yawns all day and then as soon as I start recording it's here's the yawns god damn it it's like my brain is now programmed to yawn anytime there's a microphone in front of my face so there you go <coughs> and there's a burp so i'm not editing any of that out it's gonna stay in your ear and that's that's where it's gonna live go and check out random mystique also on twitch she's twitch.tv slash mystique she's actually streaming right now i'm actually modding her stream and she's talking about uh, 23 signs your body is deficient in nutrients so there you go it is let's read through here white spots on nail oily skin cracking corners of mouth flaking skin yellow eyes chronic cough bleeding red gums night vision what the fuck is night vision uh chapped lips putting eat eat edma i don't know the craving ice uh angina kind of like van vagina but angina legging calf cramps irritable excessive thinking asthma loss of other or outer eyebrows tightness in right trap uh nightmares Ooh. craving salty chips at night stiff low back pain uh craving dirt erectile dysfunction and depression so there you go if you're having those you might be a, a nutrient deficient and she she says that she don't take uh she doesn't take vitamins i take vitamins but I know that I can treat my body badly and when I eat a bunch of sugar and I'm eating like shit and I, I just I gotta stop that. I'm getting I'm getting old folks. I'm getting old. So go check out Rain She Streams four days a week, Mondays through Thursdays, eight AM to around noonish. So Eastern Standard Time. So go get yourself some good times with Rain and Mystique. Speaking of Twitch, come on over to We Speak English Good. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash we speak English good week stream. We're trying to stream three days a week now, and it looks like the schedule is like Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Wednesdays at around 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Fridays at around 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also stream on uh, Sundays sometimes when people want to do Sunday interviews. So, yeah, stop through. Uh, I'll do Sunday sometimes when uh, I can't do it on like Wednesday or, or Monday or something. So, yeah, it's a good time. Come on through. We're streaming. I I'd love to see you guys come on over. We're, we're reaching new heights as a, as a podcast. Our numbers are great. Uh, I guess this is the time of year when things start climbing again. So thank you. Uh, I love that you guys are sitting here listening. We're, we're getting about... 43,000 listens, overall listens a week, which I don't know what that translates into. I haven't really been trying to get uh, podcast sponsors for a while. It's just such an arduous thing, and I really don't have time. I mean, I've always loved this as a passion project, but it does need to have, uh, it does need to be uh, somewhat profitable if I, keep, if I keep on putting all this time into it. But Luckily, the Twitch stream helps compensate for that, and I don't pay for, uh, uh, you know, anything 
you know it, it all comes out of the twitch stream everything is paid for by the twitch stream so thank god for that that's what i'm saying come on over subscribe and you can support us if you want to support us in other ways you can go to our threadless store at we speak englishgood.threadless.com get yourself a t-shirt get yourself a sweatshirt get yourself a, a mug if you will a mug i'm thinking about switching my store over to stream elements because there's more to offer over there and i i want to get a hat that uh that has a uh, wseg on it and uh, our, our sp one of our sponsors who is uh moded uh moded.com you know i i love caleb but uh it, it's hard to get things out of him sometimes so I, uh, I it, you know, he's busy. He's busy, and uh, I, I don't blame him. Go to modedstudios.com, by the way. Go check them out. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. It's been a while since we shouted out Caleb's uh, uh, store, so go check it out, man. He has all kinds of cool patches and stuff over there. You can also uh, support us. There, there's several ways you can support us. <clears throat> you can, excuse me, coughing. Uh, you can support us by like, subscribing, and reviewing. Like us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Rumble, anywhere you can find the show. All our social medias are in the show notes. I have my Discord back, so it is okay to get into my Discord. If you want to hang out and find out who's coming on the show and how to catch the live streams, we got other memes and other things we can share within the community. Uh, it's a good time, so come on through to the Discord. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, follow us on Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you're following or subscribe. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube's and, of course, on Twitch. And, of course, uh, the, one of the most helpful free things you can do is leave a review. Leave a review on Apple iTunes. Write a review. We'll read it on air. Give us a rating on Spotify. It's very helpful for us. So please go and do them shits. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's it. You can write the show and let us know how we're doing at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. And that is that. So, okay. Uh, so Libba Loops is coming on the show. Friday we're going to be doing another music news because, well, I don't have a guest booked. I kind of like doing the Friday music news thing, so I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. Let me know. I haven't really heard any feedback on the music news other than what I'm getting from uh, Twitch, so uh, right, let us know. Let us know if you like the, the music news. It seems like the numbers are doing okay on the music news, so I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is cool. Let me know, guys. Love you. Long time. So, okay, uh, but we do have guests coming up. We have some Twitch streamers coming up. We have Phil Luna uh, out of Austin, Texas, and then we have Orchestraria, or not Orchestraria, Orchestra Keys, who is out of, I believe, Indonesia, which I'm very excited to be talking to them. They'll be coming up on future podcasts, so be on the lookout. We got some other guests in the works I'm excited to be talking to, so uh, let, let's, let's, let's all do that let's all look forward to what's coming up so all right guys uh let's welcome in this week's guest out of georgia usa not georgia like you know eastern europe uh georgia usa uh she is a fantastic improv artist which i've never seen her do improv or play so I, she, she might just she might be just mediocre i'm just kidding she's amazing and she's so funny 
uh, and she is so interesting to talk to. She's just a wealth of freaking knowledge, and uh, she's family friendly, folks. She's family friendly. I try not to cuss too much in this. I think I do say one f bomb, uh, but I also think she says the p word, which is piss, not the other one. Okay, everybody, put your uh, your 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 hands together. Uh, in your mind or physically and let's welcome this week's guest Libba Loops I'm Libba Loops, although I get called Liba Loops quite a lot. Oh my so God, I still messed I accept it. it as well, you know? <laughs> I, I still messed it up. No, it's all good. It's all good. My it's uh, it's Mick. Mi- my, me, my, me. Uh, Miguel. Miguel, yes. Miguelito. Miguelito. Miguelon. Miguelon. Yes. Well, hello, everyone. I'm uh, coming at you from the interdimensional Loopy Doopy Lounge, and I'm so happy to be on the stream. Thanks for inviting me. Loopy Doopy. That, that's an interesting lounge. Why why, why Loopy Doopy, huh? Why, well, what's, you know, what's the deal with Loopy Doopy? I'm starting off with the hard questions here. I'm yeah, going to hold yeah, you to the pavement questions. here. Yeah, I mean, I value being silly and playful and uh, getting loopy-doopy, so it's okay to come in, be yourself, get silly, because I think it takes uh, it takes some bravery to be silly, in my opinion. And uh, kids have a lot of that bravery, but we as adults, we kind of lose it over time, and so uh, the Loopy Doopy Lounge is a place where we can be silly. We do a lot of improv music here, and uh, I'm sure we'll be doing some of that today. Um, but that's that's why it's Loopy Doopy. And as you can see, there's lots of wonderful friends here um, that we've met over the over the. I guess the Loopy Doopy Lounge has been around for about two years now. Wow, yeah. two years! Wow, look at us go. Two years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're 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 uh, pandemic babies, aren't we? Yes, we're... we are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Stalling's music. How dare you? Moving Dutchman, thank you so much for that sub, my friend. Uh, 15 months, how dare you, sir, come in Ooh. here with that 15-month sub. Love you, baby. Thank you so much. Cliff Stalling Music, Kami Cliff, welcome in. I appreciate you being here. You you, 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 you son of a gun, you. It's good to see you, my friend. Very, oh, okay. I see how it is. Uh, <laughs> what, you, you, said, uh, you said that being silly is brave. Could you, could you elaborate on that? What, what do you mean about being brave be silly? Yeah, I think that, uh, I think that you know, trying to uh, be silly and playful, you got to have some vulnerability about yourself. Um, I think that adults, we typically don't get silly unless we're around our f- closest friends, you know, or uh, we can kind of let down our guard. Um, I do a lot of improv music, but I also do a lot of improv comedy, and that's something that has been uh, really central to improv comedy is being able to just get up there and fail gracefully <laughs> and to just have fun with it and not worry about um, how, how it's going to go. Uh, know that, you know, there's, there's people working with you and supporting you and, 
and yeah, just that vulnerability, I think, is, is what, I, what I mean when it, when it comes to being silly and having fun, uh, as an adult especially. I, uh, I work with kids a lot, so I've done a, a theater for youth pretty much uh, ever since I myself was a, a youth. <laughs> and um, so it's, <laughs> it's uh, for that to translate into uh, the Loopy Doopy Lounge and, you know, hang out with whoever wants to be at the Loopy Doopy Lounge and uh, create silly songs together. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I've really valued it, especially over the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I definitely can concur with that. The pandemic definitely. Uh, it was such a weird time to be a be a human or even an adult. You know, I couldn't imagine what it was like to be a child. But uh, it, it it was such a it was such a relief to have something like Twitch. Um, you know, like it, it's very interesting. Like right as the pandemic was was uh, was 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 heating up, uh, I was in uh, a um, a uh, uh, improv class myself. So, oh, really? Yes. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. It was. I was so glad. Yeah. I, I it was the most terrifying thing. Like I can honestly say, the first class was like one of the most terrifying things, and then the first like. Because I took a class and then, you know, you I don't know how it works for you, but at the end of the class or at the end of the the the, the semester, I don't know, end yeah. of the thing, you, you do a performance on uh, uh, in where everybody has to go do it in front of their peers and other yeah, people. Yeah, like who a are, little graduation class. Right, yeah. right, right. And and that was terrified. And, and oh, I'm sure. I've been, sure. I've been a musician you know, most of my life and I've yeah. played in cool places and like cool festivals in front of lots and lots of people. But, and, and I've, you know, I've had horrible things go wrong and on, on <laughs> stage, but nothing is, nothing is harsher than when you're in the middle, the lights are on and you're in the middle of, you know, some, whatever the, whatever the premise is, and you're either, I don't know, like, it, I remember trying to be funny, but and like the room was like crickets. And it was just like, what you do, what, what's interesting about improv is like, the more you try to do stuff, it feels like the more it's a, uh, it comes off as, you know, not funny. Or planned. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's like kind of a, a good takeaway is that with improv, trying to be funny is not really the goal. Obviously, you know, with improv comedy, you want to uh, entertain people in, in, in a comedic way and all that. But as far as like going up there and just being funny, like a lot of people don't realize what principles and tools are in, in, in the tool belt, so to speak, of the improv players. So um, I think that uh, I've, what I've learned is certainly understanding that you've got someone else on that stage to create that scene, to create that story. So listening to your scene partner and really finding what's called, you know, the game of yeah. the scene. Like, what's that one thing, the first right. most interesting thing that happens in a scene and really just embellish on that. Right. And the first time the audience laughs, you know, you know you've got something right. there. And to, and to just, like, go deep into that joke, you know? Yeah, yeah milk it for what it's worth. Yeah, whatever you yeah. <laughs> and know that you're not alone up there, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it was, like, the the moment I started to let go of, like, that that feeling of, like, having to be, like, oh, ah, ooh, yeah, you know? Like, it was, like, it it, it, it changed. And, and then I started was – as as the night progressed, I could – 
feel myself relaxing, sort of letting go, sort of, you know, giving yourself to that moment. And I think that's what's so beautiful about it. And it's so, you know, it, I, I equate it almost to like a meditation. And mm-hmm. I, I love meditation. I'm into meditation. And, uh, you know, like y- you really do have to sort of uh, let go and uh, like uh, tap into a higher plane. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. Which I know sounds complicated, but it's it really is sort of like a uh, you let go and you 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 surrender to the moment. And and then once you find that that thing, the game of the of the sketch or whatever you want to call it, you are actually in something now, and and you're like onto something. And then that's when you can start using you know, uh, you know your your tools and your skills and in your life uh, experiences. That's when it starts really flowing. And uh, I just really loved it. And what I noticed was that everything. From doing improv, because I was on my second, it was my second uh, class. So I was in improv two in this place in Ann Arbor, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And um, it was, uh, I loved it. It was so cool because like it was affecting everything I was doing. It it, like, even the podcast was, it it elevated the podcast, being able to sort of, you know, find that, find that nugget, find that, um, you know, find that interesting thing that this person mm-hmm. is trying to talk about. Oh, yeah. Did you know? Yeah. Did you notice that at all, too? Did it elevate any of your other, uh, you know, performative skills? Or, I mean, even when your <laughs> conversations, just everyday interaction? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I grew up with theater and my mom was actually uh, and still is actually <laughs> a drama teacher. So it's theater itself has been with me ever since I was a kid. But improv, um, I started doing improv in college and then more recently. And um, and I definitely noticed that I was able to let go of more insecurities um, again because you're practicing that over mm-hmm. and over. And like you said, over time. Those insecurities are just going to fade away, especially as you get more confident in yourself and realize that, like, especially you got to have a good group of players, though. Mm. I mean, it really matters, like, who the ensemble is. And luckily, (laughs) I've been a part of some really great improv groups. And um, so uh, what I've been able to observe, especially, is with teaching kids improv and especially the elementary school kids before they're too cool for it, you know, like the middle (laughs) schoolers and the high schoolers. (laughs) But, like... Third through fifth grade, golden, golden age for improv because they're they're willing to pretend still, you know, and they're willing to be silly and they're excited to create these stories together. And uh, that's been really cool to see some of the shyest kids uh, just come out of their shell and realize that, oh, yeah, they're creative. They can uh, that everyone is in the in the game together and that like, hey, if they if they fail on stage or feel like, oh, that didn't goes so great um it doesn't matter it's it's over and then you do another one you know right. and it's getting used to that feeling i think as a as a kid especially like you're going to mess up in life and sometimes you trip and you can just you can just keep going or uh pretend that you were actually running and make someone laugh or something <laughs> yeah. like that but <laughs> so yeah it's i've really really valued it and i um especially with improv music uh, improv music is something that's the newest form of improv for me. So over the last only, um, I guess over the last three years or so, I've been looping um, and bringing 
I guess the foundations of improv uh, that I've learned along the way to music and still learning. So it's, I mean, even if you're not going to pursue like theater performance or anything, like taking an improv class is definitely worth it um, just to gain some some life skills, you know, it's, it's definitely worth it. Definitely. I mean, like just getting over being in front of people, getting over, you know, because a lot of people have this, um, you know, a lot of people are like, that's the scariest thing they can think of, you know, oh, is, yeah. is getting yeah. in front of people and looking dumb or thinking that people are going to make, you know, and, and if you can, again, surrender yourself to the moment and surrender yourself to, you know, these tools and, and what you learn and, 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 and realize that it is sort of a practice. Like you, right. you can actually get better at it. Even if you think you're like, I'm not funny. I'm, you know, I don't know. You know, like uh, no matter how much self doubt you have, it's something you can learn and build on. And it, it just, it, it obliterates all those, like you said, insecurities that you might have of getting in front of people and looking dumb because, <laughs> That's what you're gonna do, <laughs> and right, if, exactly. <laughs> like that's that's basically half of life. Right. So, you get used to it. <laughs> so. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, exactly. I I feel like a, a big part of life, it, which people want to avoid, is failing, and and like mm -hmm. you you know like failing is how you learn. It's a child. Uh, touches a hot pan well you right. failed at not hurting or burning yourself didn't you and then uh guess what i'm not gonna go and touch that hot pan anymore because right. i failed and now i got a boo-boo you know so. right <laughs> i got a boo-boo you know you fail in improv and then you know that there's always another scene where you can right. redeem yourself if you if you feel like you have to but you know i i i we're always our worst enemy and we're yeah. always the most critical of ourselves. So yeah. like most of the time I just, if I, if I'm feeling any kind of anxiety about performing or anything, I, I have a, a couple, a couple of methods. Uh, one, I just realize that nothing in the universe matters <laughs> and that one day I will be nothing and none of this will ha be as if it ever even happened. So that's fine. That's comforting for me. So, um, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, one day the galaxies are going to collide. I mean, and no one will remember that stupid no. night of improv or something. <laughs> yeah. No, there, I, I, absolutely. Like we are, we, we are finite beings on a finite planet on a, in a finite galaxy in a finite universe, which I don't it's know. It's remember that, you know? I don't know if the universe is finite. That's the other, I, I guess I don't know that part. Oh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't have the expertise to know even uh, a particle of, <laughs> of physics. <laughs> Big relief. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're relieved, Moving Dutchman. That that should just remove all the anxiety out of your life. Big relief. By the way, by the way, Liba is that right? Liba. God, I'm so sorry. It's it's all good. I'm not offended or anything. I'm just I'm going to correct you, but I'm maybe you should be offended. Liba. Maybe ten more times, and I'll I'll crank it up to being offended. It's like, come on, bro. Like, what what's going on here? What are you really? Well, you know, you probably like it's not your fault. Like, I I maybe I should put hmm I should put some kind of how to say my name in my profile or something. Yeah, I yeah right right next to right next to your uh um never mind I don't know. See there it goes. I failed at improv right there, everybody. You've seen it right here. Yeah. 
No, no, the, the, I, I actually started in improv music. Like my first band that went out and started playing was um, we'd sort of pick a key and then we would just go for 45 minutes with nothing planned. And nice, that yeah. was the night. <laughs> that was it. That's where that we're That sounds going. great. I mean, that's like one of the things I love about looping is that mm-hmm. it is something that's just over and over and over but you get to build upon it each right. time and like I'm the kind of person that if I if my brain is fixated on a song I will listen to it over and over and yeah. over again <laughs> in yeah. my car or wherever I am so looping really worked out for for the way my brain works <laughs> but yeah that kind of jam session is super fun uh yeah so you said that you started sort of improving on music what what was it have you been in a um have you been in band settings? Have you done bands? Uh, no, or? not really. The I, you know I, I grew up with musical theater and theater in general. I was in band, so I've definitely always loved being a part of an ensemble mm-hmm. and and wish I could do that in in some way. I mean, part of what we do at the Loopy Doopy Lounge is collaborate and um, inspire the music together and decide what instruments we're going to use. So. That's a part that I really love. Um, but as far as being in like an actual band, um, nope, uh, just just me. Uh, I was really inspired by Reggie Watts. Um, oh, he's so awesome. Yes, yes, and like like I didn't realize what I didn't know anything about looping until I saw Reggie Watts um, perform, and that wow. got me really interested. And I started out with this one track looper called a Ditto Mike Looper, yeah. which if you're interested in looping, like that's a great a great way to start super easy to use and um so i just started with that and then my um my next uh update i guess was this voice live play that um allows me to put effects on my voice which is super fun (laughs) is that tc helicon yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. TC Helicon Voice Live Play. Uh, I, I really love it. A lot of people use it for like adding harmony to their vocals. Nice. Um, I mostly just want to sound like a robot or a cyborg <laughs> or whatever. So that's what I do. <laughs> oh, I love auto tune. I've, I've just, I, I, uh, I, I love the way it sounds. Um, I've always been like attracted to that sound yeah. ever since I heard like Cher and T Pain yeah. like, growing up, you know? <laughs> hey, Aqua Funk. Aquafunkalistic booty web. Oh my goodness! Hey, welcome in, welcome in. <laughs> uh, fellow robots, yeah. Uh, v- booty wop. That's amazing. Hold on, how do you say aquafunkalistic? Aquafunkalistic booty wap. That's what I say. Aquafunkalistic booty wap. What's wap, up? Wap. We've made many. Uh, I think we've made at least at least uh, definitely more than one uh, aquafunkalistic booty wap <laughs> loop at, in the Loopy Doopy Lounge. Good to see you, friend. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for being here. Welcome in, welcome in. Uh, amazing name, by the way. That's right. a, that's an incredible name. I, I yes. just that's that's something I'm gonna be like rapping to myself later on when I'm trying to sleep. Aquafunkalistic yeah. booty wet. What? Exactly. What? Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, what what did you play in 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 band in in school? Oh yeah, yeah. I played bass clarinet, and oh. uh, if I had. Six to twelve thousand dollars to buy a fancy <laughs> bass clarinet. I so would. Um, the, I, I love the just the really beautiful resonant mm. tone of the bass clarinet. It has such a such a soul to it. Um, yeah. And I, I love playing that in band. And then I, I played you know the regular like soprano clarinet um, in college. 
but like many 18 year olds, uh, I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. So I, um, I pursued music because like, oh, I can get a scholarship for this and, and did that. Um, but then switched to theater and I'm glad that I had both worlds because I'd always been interested in musical theater in particular. And that's been a, I think a big foundation to, um, to my improv music, uh, despite most of my music having very electronic sounds. Um, but uh, now I've forgotten the question. Oh, that's okay. I just asked you what you played in. Oh yeah, uh, clarinet. High school. <laughs> Bass clarinet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I've taken I've taken uh, piano lessons recently, which has been cool. Oh. So uh, about I've taken piano lessons for about um, a little over a year now. So I'm getting there. You know, sort of like intermediate um but that's i mean that's one of the cool things about looping is that you don't have to be like a master of any one instrument and mm. you can create more complex melodies and chord progressions and all that slowly <laughs> and at your own pace so it's pretty neat clarinet gang he ended up on bassoon hey yeah oh bassoon one of my best friends um in band played the bassoon yeah bassoon's a good one i love them both <laughs> they're they're both just amazing i i absolutely there's a there's an album that that was completely insp all inspiring to me that just sort of changed my life it was just such a seminal album it's, uh, it's miles davis bitches brew and um, there's just, they have a bass clarinet in that thing. And it just is so, like, it's just, a, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. I mean, if you're into, like, if you're into, like, the jazz fusion and, oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, Miles Davis was just such a just such a pioneer in, in jazz and and beyond. You know, like he's just amazing, amazing. Uh, I need to listen to more jazz. Like I've been introduced to um, uh, somewhat recently was um, Charles Mingus. That oh, was a, a really incredible. cool genre of jazz that I hadn't heard before. I mean, is it called like hard bop or some some what? kind of bop? I, but, uh, you, I'm not like the biggest yeah. jazz like uh, uh, Me neither, aficionado. But what I heard, but... I liked, you know? <laughs> it was different. It was, it was different. It felt like more as if it was more improvised. And I bet a lot of it probably was, but... That's a jazz uh, has fascinated me, and just the connection between um, the musicians in a in a jazz ensemble, especially if they're improvising, it's uh, it's super cool. Yeah, I definitely I, I so admire um, musicians who are really dedicated to their their craft and their instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. Oh, Moving Dutchman, thanks for uh, thanks for contributing to the community goal there, Bunny. Yeah, mm -hmm. hard bop. You're right. He was hard bop, bebop, avant garde, avant garde, avant garde jazz, post bop, post bop, post bop, doop dap bop, post bop, Oh yeah, the Hanson. There you go. Yeah, there you go. No, yeah, Charles Mingus is incredible, incredible bass player, and and just just yeah, I love Charles Mingus, but I I I. I like that you you were sort of equating that uh, you know like theater sort of um, contributed to your improv. Uh, did you did you graduate from college with a theater degree? Did you? Did yeah, you know yeah, I did. Um, so yeah, I, I graduated with a theater degree, and um, in uh, uh, I guess in amazing circumstances, I actually used my theater degree at for my job. So I um. I work at a museum and I absolutely love it. And that's, you know, uh, a huge part of um, my life is, uh, is history and researching history. 
and and working at the museum, but I've I've been able to portray characters and write um, monologues for historic characters and uh, and use my you know my knowledge of theater in that way. Um, it's pretty fun that you know the Looby Dooby Lounge, very futuristic, interdimensional, you know. And then I, <laughs> the other part of my life is in the past, and I'm absolutely terrible with present moment pop culture kind of things like <laughs> like ask me about you know the history of xyz and i can probably uh, tell you a little something but you know what's going on now uh, i don't know i listen to the news but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well that's a dreary dreary yeah right i know <laughs> that's why we have the loopy doopy lounge yeah places like this you know <laughs> yeah for sure uh the, no the, i love that i love that you you dive into history like that I, I love history too i love reading uh books on you know just and most of the books i read are about history or like about wartime and stuff but that, yeah. that seems to be what history focuses on a lot because those are shifts of power and such but but uh, yeah, is there is there a particular time in history that you absolutely love that you love to? You like, know, um, I I I think the the time that I really the one topic that I that I was really fascinated with was um, the Lewis and Clark expedition oh, most recently, yeah. and if you're not familiar with that, so once upon a time Thomas Jefferson is like, hey, I'm gonna buy all this land, and France is like, yeah, okay, we're gonna sell it to you for really cheap, and now we gotta go explore the land. So Thomas Jefferson is like, hey, Lewis and Clark, go miles and miles and miles to the the big ocean out there, <laughs> and uh, meet all the Native Americans along the way, make peaceful relationships with them. And, uh, and, and just the incredible journey that they had and, and something that I think that, um, you know, I think especially now, like a lot of people look at America's past and they don't see much to, uh, glorify or much to feel proud of, unfortunately, because there really is so much (laughs) to be uh, proud of and to, um, really appreciate and not take for granted. And I think the Lewis and Clark expedition is a, is a great example of, um, of going out and, and seeking diplomacy. Um, and at least with, with those two men, you know, and especially let's not forget Sakagawea, uh, yeah. or you may know her as, uh, Sakagawea. Sakagawea. Oh, you say, yeah. you say it the right way. Is, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, just an incredible story of a 16 year old girl who is, uh, against her will married to, um, a French fur trader. Um, she is, uh, she has a baby along this this treacherous journey, but she is invaluable um, because uh, eventually she reaches the lands from where she used to live. She was taken away um, from her family at a young age um, during a, a warring tribe uh, had taken her away. Oh. And she's reunited with her brother along this journey. She's able to recognize the the land and gui- help guide Lewis and Clark. She's able to find uh, foods in the most desperate of times when, I mean, they're so desperate that they're at the point where they're eating dog and yeah. um, maybe even their own horses sometimes yeah. because they're just so desperate. But, you know, her being along the way was uh, just invaluable. So if, if I was going to say, like, if you if you haven't ever been interested in history and you're curious about American history, I think there's uh, a lot into that you can um, explore in the Lewis and Clark journey. And, and just it feels like an epic tale, you know, an epic movie almost. I, I wish there was some really cool bio flick about uh, the Lewis yeah. and Clark journey sometime. But I mean, 
I, I've, I've researched like a whole lot of different stuff. So uh, I, everything from like the history of blue jeans to um, <laughs> this week was uh, Zora Neale Hurston, the author of The oh, Rise, We're Watching God. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, so it's been, I never expected to be an armchair historian, so to speak, <laughs> someone who doesn't have a degree but really is invested in, in the research and everything. Um, but I'm so glad that I that I did discover that passion because it's so much fun to go through the primary sources and like old newspapers and, and documents and things like that. And, and to it, it feels like time traveling. So I think that's something that's always going to be fascinating to me. And I I wish that more people had uh, an interest um, in history and that our history education um, was, uh, I don't know, I guess a. Uh, just more approachable, I guess, to, to children. And, um, yeah, so that's my, that's my Ted talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <About> history. <laughs> well, no, I, you know, I, I, I agree. I agree with you a lot. And, you know, like it, it stuck out to me how, you know, you mentioned that, you know, a lot of people just focus on the, the, the atrocities, you know, mm-hmm. committed by, people who are long dead a long time ago but like and then just you know hold it as representation of now you know what right, i mean which is right. it's, which is not you know it's not the same it's this is a definitely a different place from what it was you know even 50 60 years ago right right yeah so so i i do appreciate that that you have that sort of outlook and especially if you do look into history that does give you that perspective i mean i i love i love that time period as well i i know Lewis and Clark is before like is that before like Texas and all that stuff? Like Texas? Yeah, Rangers? that's gonna be um, that's gonna be around like uh, turn of the eighteen hundreds. So okay. 1806 yeah so like yeah. early days of the west right <laughs> you know, right right the west yeah no i love this stuff i've read this book um i read a couple books by this author oh my god i can never remember books names but it was about the comanches and and how oh, they, cool how they were you know they were basically step people you know they're up in the steps and like they mm-hmm. they literally didn't evolve you know past just like being these crazy warriors not i'm not trying to call them crazy but you know to people who are sophisticated or settling in texas they were like wild animals but they had such an amazing um their their fighting style and their you know they their um how they were able to shoot bows like with such accuracy bow and arrows at such accuracy you know, it, it actually took like the Texas Rangers to learn some of the stylings from them to actually go and defeat them. And, and of course, the six shooter pistol, which is, you know, <laughs> that right. that sort of <laughs> leveled the playing ground a little bit. But still, it, it was still like it's still just fascinating. But uh, the the the, uh, the Zora, um, what's her Zora name? Zora Neale Hurston. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What, what, what have you what were you studying about her? What did you find? Yeah. About her? Yeah. So. Um, um, so I, uh, the reason that I do all of this research is because at the museum where I work, we do a lot of uh, different programs for, especially for our members and for the public. And um, one of the topics coming up this summer is Zora Neale Hurston, and uh, she was fascinating because she was someone who um, was uh, around during what's known as the Harlem Renaissance. This is in the 1920s uh, and, and the 30s, and but she was very different from her peers uh, of black artists because she actually grew up in an all black community that was even like council members, the mayor. And this is at this is in the 1900s, early 1900s. So this is unusual. And this is in Florida called Eatonville, Florida. It was actually the first incorporated city that was mm. um 
all uh, black residents. And so she, you know, her interactions with uh, white people or any kind of like, she didn't really experience the racism that a lot of other black people had experienced being in communities where they were white controlled. So mm. to grow up and be able to, um, to not face that really had an influence on her. Um, but in Eatonville, I mean, this was still like a, a working class community where they had a very rich culture of um, folklore and music. And she was always deeply interested in that. So her role as an author was greatly influenced by her career as an actual anthropologist. She was studied, she was a scholar of folklore, um, of Afri African-American folklore. So uh, thanks to Zora Neale Hurston, we have documentation of how phonetically um, the African-American folklore was spoken. Um, so we have the documentation of the dialect of um, many regions, not just Eatonton uh, in, uh, in Florida, but um, she went to Haiti, Jamaica, Louisiana. She studied a religion called hoodoo, not voodoo, but hoodoo, um, which I don't know much about other than uh, it's it, it does have African roots um, and is uh, very, very uh spiritual and, and has many rituals to it. So thanks to her, you know, we, we, kind of, we know we, we have this large body of work about early African-American culture that many people of her, uh, many of her peers, they really wanted to distance themselves from the stereotype of like the poor uh, African-American um, working on a, a farm and singing songs and being happy-go-lucky to just do this, you know, this, this sort of minstrel character, if you're familiar with, like, minstrel shows of oh, yeah. the, you know, 19th century and before. And um, so for her, she was, she really wanted to place the people that she grew up in, her culture, and all of these beautiful, and um, uh, the beautiful language, especially because so much of it was poetic and full of simile and metaphor, um, and all of these folk tales that are specifically of this culture, of this African-American culture in um, the Southeast, and put it on a pedestal, really say that this is deserving of to be called art, you know, uh, just like the new jazz that's coming out. Um, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people didn't like the fact that her characters were uh, working class people because they wanted to, people like W.E.B. Du Bois, um, which you might be familiar with um yeah and the other artist of the um, harlem renaissance they they really wanted to say look at us we are in fact they called themselves the new negro to say we're we're done with that you know that past we want to show you that we're educated we're sophisticated we're artists which is still very important but uh you know i think with our modern eyes we can see how zora neale hurston would feel too if it's like you know, my my father, my mother, my siblings, like all of us grew up with this this folklore, these songs that are so important to who we are, uh, that this deserves to be academically studied and um, seen for uh, as important as it is. So I really um, she was and she was just just a big personality, too. I mean, she uh, could really make friends with anyone Um and her views on um, being black were also very interesting. If you have a time, um, I would recommend reading uh, her essay, What It Feels to Be Colored Me. And she kind of goes into her thoughts on um, 
what how how she's very proud of her being black and that she like we were saying before she doesn't feel any kind of shame from being from Eatonville little Eatonville Florida um and singing these songs she grew up with and being in being what some people call this like stereotype was like no this is me this is my culture it's my family and I'm proud of that so um fascinating woman um yeah it, I, I'm really excited to do some more research and there's and there's a there's some mystery to her life as well, which is always Ooh. always fun to try and see what you can do to fill in the gaps. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave you with that. And wait, and, wait, 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 hold on. What's the mystery? Now I gotta know. There's a there's a, a span of her life where she may or may not have been married three separate times oh. <laughs> for like brief moments. Um, she even uh, she traveled with a theater uh, a white theater group as the maid to um, one of the lead singers, a, a white woman. And we don't know much about that time in her life, but we do it, we can connect the dots because after that experience, uh, she starts to write plays as well and um, becomes interested in uh, in theater so you know there's there's these little gaps in her life that um later in her works you know you can try to build some context and of course uh, as a uh, as a good objective historian you don't want to uh it, it like decide that oh this is what happened but you, it's just fun to gather all of the information and and think about the the what ifs with her life and and what inspired her and influenced her and um so yeah there's some there's a bit of mystery about her uh as uh, in 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 her really um in the times where she's really becoming uh an adult i i guess so that's it's interesting that she that we don't know a, a ton about her but we can kind of piece together these little these little clues yeah yeah. <laughs> no, I, this this stuff is so fascinating to me because, like, um, uh, I know Raina is a huge fan of 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 of. No, I can never remember yeah, names. Sorry, no Hurston. Just, Thank just you, Hurston. You know? <laughs> oh, hey, Raina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would highly recommend um, at least reading her short stories if mm. if you're not like. If you're someone who's just like, I can't read, sit down and read a book, read a short story mm. or read some of her anthropological studies because they're written in a very approachable way. Mm. Um, so it's I would really highly recommend uh, checking her out and, and, um, and reading because uh, it, it may take a little bit of time to get used to the phonetic dialect. Yeah. But once you do get used to it, it really does just bring these characters to life. And, and it's educational at the same time because yeah. you get to he like hear in your head how someone uh, would have spoken. And, and just the, the language is super important when you're, you know, relaying emotions and the culture and everything. So it's a it's a really vital part of it. Absolutely. I, I, I've like read through some of the books like Raina brought up Barrack Coon, which is oh, a yes, wonderful yes. book uh, that she explained to me that I didn't read, but but like you know she was like here you should try reading this and just the way that she writes the phonetics it, you're right like it, you really do have to sort of uh, and what's up Skittle Farts welcome in uh, you got a five minute break well thank you for spending it with us uh, we're talking about Zora Deal Neil Hurston Neil Hurston <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna preemptively say it for you each time <laughs> thank you thank you as you as as you can and my name. <laughs> yeah, thank you. As you can see, I, I'm terrible with names and my memory is shot. And uh, it's yeah, anyways, it's uh, yeah, it, like it really is something you kind of got to get used to that you kind of got to train your brain to. And, uh, you know, like Raina was telling me, she was saying that um, that it was, it, you know, like uh, eventually your brain just starts putting it together 
And it's always like, like I don't know. I, I took a, I took a few sociology classes where we're doing deep studies on you know society and like there's there's new like you got to learn a whole new language basically to understand some of these academic writings. And oh, yeah. So it's like you, it's basically <laughs> that you know you kind of have to uh, just learn how to learn. <laughs> that stuff and uh, I, I always find that stuff fascinating fascinating yeah arduous and so I, I tend to stick to more just easy to read books you know like uh, I don't know like I wish I could remember that stupid book gosh I wish I could remember what was it called it was it was like a um uh something about moon blood moon um I think I might know what you're talking about it sounds familiar uh Empire of the Summer Moon. Empire go. of the Summer Moon. Yeah, I will. I will push back on that a little bit though, and say that I've been surprised that there that I've found history books that are not so academic. You know, there mm -hmm. are history books that are for other academics, and then there are history right. books for the mainstream. And you can totally find them. And I, I know you know this, but um, just wanted to put that out there for. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, like like Empire. Of like Empire of the Summer Moon is a very oh, yeah. easy yeah. read and it's very and it's it's enthralling it's you know it's thrilling it's like you know it's really written well uh the the writer is so good uh i think it was SC Gwynn was that his, that his name he also wrote Rebel Yell which is another one which was about Stonewall Jackson Oh. And uh, which I absolutely found absolutely fascinating as well. It's just it, I, I just love that. I, I love those books that sort of can encapsulate a time period and, and keep keep it interesting. So you know, like because I'm ADHD, I'm just like, well, yeah, come on, I need the action, bro. Come on. Oh, let's... I know. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I, I have ADHD as well, and only recently um, was diagnosed and realized, oh. ah, this makes so much sense. <laughs> You probably felt this too, though. Like once you're fascinated with something that like you just it's it's just like this hyper fixation where your, your brain's on fire about it. And yeah. that's that's what I feel when I when I'm a lot of the times when I'm doing research, um, especially when you have to put together the clues yourself. Uh, one example of this is I I was I was actually kind of sick recently with strep throat. Ugh, really no fun and stuck at Oof. home. And uh, I decided that with my time, other than watching really terrible TV, um, I would read an entire year of uh, the 1901 uh, newspaper from <laughs> from the the town where I where I work, so I could get some local history uh, info. And it was just so fascinating to read um, the social columns of the day because uh, you may not be aware, but like uh, turn of the century newspapers, uh, they basically had Twitter in a way because they were there was a column on. Uh, the side of the newspaper that was basically like Mrs. Belvedere is visiting the Smith family and had a lovely dinner with them Saturday night or whatever uh, or just like opinions on the weather <laughs> um, there was one where I got to actually like sort of follow this story because you, you know over the weeks you'll kind of piece together um, stories and there was one story of this big cat roaming around um, the town and like oh it's 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 killing our dogs we need to we need to get rid of it and, like just this this big drama around the uh, of the cat so like but they're so you know they're little short snippets into people's lives and um, so that's been really fascinating too. So I'm just a I'm just a big nerd is really the, the story. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you know what, nerds make the world go round. Is, is right, how that's I right. see it. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it, it takes all types of people to make the world Absolutely. go round. But it's it, <laughs> but still, you know, like. Uh, 
you know, uh, we're we're not uh, driving around electric cars and uh, and and flying into self uh, and returning. Uh, rockets and stuff because Elon Musk was, you know, watching TV and, 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 and you know, playing video games all day. He was, right? like, <laughs> he was sitting there nerding out. You know, Bill Gates wasn't just sitting there, you know, smashing uh, candy and, and drinking pop <laughs> all day and, 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 you know, like reading comic books all day. It was like, you know, nerding out, doing stuff. And these people yeah. have made huge impacts on our lives. So, I mean... You know, nerds make it happen, baby. Nerds Heck make yeah. it happen. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, let's go nerds. I mean, Twitch, yes. I mean, my God, where would, where, where we wouldn't even have Twitch if it wasn't for nerds. Bill Give it Gates, up for nerds, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Gates money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. <laughs> I like to see you wiggle wiggle. It folds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for sure, Skittle Farts. That's, uh, what was it, six foot two, uh, six foot two in a Fiat. You really got to see it. Anyways, I, <laughs> I, I, fuck, I'm on TikTok way too much, is what I'm saying. And so is oh, Skittle man. Farts, I can tell. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten on TikTok yet, but I've been, I've been thinking about it. I, uh, it's amazing, I uh, even though it's a time killer. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's incredible. It, like, I, I was, there's just so much that, um, there's so much that, that, uh, I, like this whole thing in Ukraine, which is horrible and, yeah. and tragic. Um, but I was seeing, you know, almost in real time videos of people, you know, of the war, of images, of, of just different people interacting with mm. Russian soldiers, Ukrainian soldiers. And you wouldn't see this stuff in, for like a week after on like, you know, the mainstream news. And so for me, my algorithm is very honed into like current events and mm. um, I, lots of lots of gay guys on my (laughs) 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 which is which is great i don't mind uh but i mean obviously it's my algorithm but uh but still it's just uh it's super cool to me i i don't know how to use it very well my videos are do terrible but i don't care it's just it's just fun for me but i do have to watch that that time because, cause, you know, fixating on it. It's like, oh, oh keep yeah. scrolling, yeah. keep scrolling. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like t- I feel like social media is turning us all into, like, ADHDers, you know? <laughs> like yeah, you know, I, I, I have tried to be more um, mindful of mm. the amount of time I spend on. And, 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 you know, like, when it comes to, like, social media, I don't. I don't really have the urge to post a lot, but I like just seeing what, what people are up to. Yeah. I have to like remind myself, oh yeah, people probably want to know that I'm streaming or whatever. <laughs> you know? um, but, uh, but yeah, there, a lot of it, personally, I feel like it's not your fault because I mean, these are, this is technology that is literally designed for the exact, what we're talking about to mm-hmm. get your eyeballs on those mm-hmm. ads, you know? <laughs> so right. It's. It. I hope that there will be some kind of. I don't know what kind of reform. Like what that. What kind of reform would look like? But it seems like it's. I think it's. It, it could be argued that it's unethical to know that we can manipulate people in a way to, to keep looking at this thing that we know is ultimately, unhealthy to a certain degree. You know, <laughs> like yeah. when when you're overdoing it and stuff so no there was a notification that just popped up on my phone right here and i had to turn my head to look because i'm programmed to do that uh what well you know what's interesting about china and uh is that how they uh, manage their 
their form of TikTok, and 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 TikTok is a Chinese company, yeah. uh, by the way, everyone. <laughs> if you didn't know that, excuse me. But uh, the way they have it, because they do understand how um, this is a manipulative form of entertainment, I guess. Uh, they they use it in a way where they where they show very patriotic videos. It's right. all science. It's engineering. It's it's uh, it's just all super educational. It's none of nobody doing dances. You know, it's nobody doing <laughs> you know trends or whatever. You know, whatever is hot for the moment. It's literally they're they're creating like generations of engineers and and, and doctors and <laughs> excuse me. That is fascinating. I didn't realize that was what Chinese TikTok is like. Yeah, well, and, and so maybe, I mean, it could it could be something that we could do for our youth because it's really interesting that you have uh, a lot of people, a lot of youth. Like my son was in a he uh, he's homeschooled and but he has to do these. Um, he has to do these weekly meetings with the school district and the teacher and all the kids are on Zoom. And, uh, you know, they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And one of the kids was like a YouTuber. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but that's what it is. Like all these yeah. kids are seeing these influencers and they're seeing, um, you know, like, uh, they're, they're seeing how you can get all these follows and you get all this ador- adoration and. You know, that it's like that's what they want to be. Yeah. But what do you do with that? What do you, you know, like, I don't know how far that's going to go. And, and, and unfortunately, the repercussions of this medium is sort of been kind of detrimental, especially to young women, you know, like, like right now, young women, which I don't mean to bomb anybody out, but like young girls are killing themselves at alarming rates right now. And it's, uh, you know, there's sort of this correlation between uh, the start of Facebook and especially like the like buttons and the and, and, and being able to share pictures and to to what Instagram is and what TikTok is. You know, there's a correlation between the rise of these platforms and the rise in, in suicides among and I'm talking about young women like like, you know, teenage girls, young, younger than that. My, I mean, teenage, both women and young young men, and you know, and especially to you know LGBTQ plus. There's, I mean, there's tons of that, but it's very interesting that it it is sort of centered around young women, and there's these all these like filters on there that are setting these f- horrible expectations, <laughs> and it's, you know, like it, it's basically real time Photoshop, and so it, it it's like what what we're doing with social media and what it's doing for us and what other countries are trying to regulate it into, it was very different, and we're sort of cr- setting ourselves up for something. I I don't know what it is, but it does seem like we're setting ourselves up for something that we're going to be stu- you know we're going to be studying in you know a hundred years later and being like, well, remember this time in our history when we sucked. Well, that was cool. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> that was whack. <laughs> or it just keeps getting worse and worse, and 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 then who knows what that becomes, you know? Um, is there any point? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's have a happy interlude. All right, back to the being terrible. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the world is awful, and it's never going to get better again. <laughs> 
in your best yes. NPR voice. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, you know, what you're saying is like, um, it's making me think about how I'm, I'm grateful that I had, I had this, a childhood like that was on the cusp of, uh, the internet being like a accessible thing to kids, you know? So, you know, um, for me, like I grew up being more, I, I had more time being bored. And I think yeah. that's very valuable for a kid because when you're bored, you're going to do something that's creative. You're going to seek entertainment that's not so easily accessible at the click of a button or on an iPad or a video game or whatever. And, you know, a lot of my time was spent outdoors. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have like a little little creek in my backyard and just hang out with nature, read books and stuff. And, and of course, I did like sports and stuff too, with like group activities and all that. But I, I... I feel like I'm not a parent and I know you are, but I, it doesn't feel like there's that social enough social cohesion, I guess, to where you can just be like, all right, you're a older kid. I'm just going to let you roam the neighborhood. <laughs> like we don't really have that sense of security yeah. anymore, it yeah. seems. And I think that's, that's really too bad. Um, yeah. I, these are the things that I'm just going to be like, I'm going, this is the old people talk, you know, <laughs> like I remember when we had a voicemail machine. You know? <laughs> yeah. I remember when I got a busy signal when I yeah, used to right? call people and they were on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I'm same, same way. I grew up in this little town called Jasper, Michigan. And, oh, um, nice. and it had like one gas station. And uh, that was it. That's where everybody wow, got their food. Town, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where you, you had to go into Adrian if you wanted to get uh, if you wanted to get any kind of you know sustenance that wasn't just you know ho hos and right. Velveeta cheese. And yeah. we it was. It, I had that childhood where I got to run around the neighborhood and hang out with older kids. Unfortunately, yeah. I was like smoking cigarettes and getting drunk and like. <laughs> Like, you know, rearrange. Make America great again? <laughs> Question. <laughs> um, but it's like but it but it's but it was something that was really awesome that where I got to go explore these places. I got to go ride my bike around town. I got to go to the to there was a wooded area where we used to go and the, you know we'd find you know other older kids back there smoking or or we used to go to this old barn that was falling down and try to break right. it down from the inside until my one <laughs> friend just decided to burn it down and that oh, was it's a whole nother story. But it's just like yeah, there is something lost about that because i know for for damn sure that i wouldn't let my son run around just all willy-nilly you know like we're very protective and yeah. uh, we're not helicopter parents but like we're you know we don't let him stay at people's houses you know like any slight chance of you know you know anything going wrong we, we right. just avoid yeah. it and yeah. and and you know that that is a shame but i i have I have experienced, you know, certain kinds of abuse just being at different people's houses. So it's like, yeah. I get it, you know. I, I get, I get why my wife is super protective. I get why I'm super protective. But there is something that is lost of not having that freedom as a child to go play, use your imagination, be bored, be, be, you know, finding different ways to to entertain yourself, finding different things to learn. Just, you know, like I, I I'd find turtles down by the creek. You know, oh, like me too. Some, yes, <laughs> I try to bring them home. My mom's like, absolutely not. Get those disgusting things out of my house. <laughs> uh, but it's, 
but yeah, there there is this um, this sense of play that's sort of gone, and um, yeah, and independence. I independence, think independence. Like, there you go. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm sure there are there are ways to you know give your child that experience of independence and in, in in different ways now, but it it, it really is a, it's too bad. I mean, I I do um, oral history interviews at the museum where I work as well, and that's one of the things that they talk about is just knowing that like you knew your neighbors, you. Yeah. Uh, you know, walking down the street, you wave to pr- practically everyone in these kind of small towns. And yeah. I, it's it's too bad that it's 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 strange to feel like we're more connected than ever with technology. But it's really this huge disconnect from the person that's like, you know, yeah. 100 yards away in the other house or whatever. And it's <laughs> it, it's yeah. too bad. <laughs> well, I, I got to say that I feed into it because I don't want to know who my neighbors are. I live in an apartment <laughs> complex. There's like, you know, there's at least 50 or 60 people that live in, you know, within like, you know, 30 feet of me. And I yeah, just like yeah. I have no interest in getting to know them. My wife, on the other hand, is very much like, hey, yeah. what's going on? And she wants to know because really she's like, who are we surrounded by? And, are and that's, yes. <laughs> I get that too. I want to read what Aquafunkalistic yeah, Booty yeah, Wap was saying. Content creation is a very powerful tool and we can, and by the way, uh, Libel? Libba? Libba, God. Think if you ever heard the name Libby, it's basically Libby. that with an a with a uh at the end. <laughs> I have heard the word Libby. There's this library program that. Uh, oh yeah, 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 exactly. It's so it's Libby. Libby with an a at the end. Thank you. I, that's gonna help because I'm gonna reference no it. Content creation is a powerful tool and can be wielded for both good and evil. We are a species that has evolved to consume information from those with stories to tell. And in the modern age, curation has not caught up with the amount of information to consume. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. That's, that's super deep, son. That's super yeah. Deep. <laughs> yeah, I think with, like, the kind of content we create, I mean, that's, that's something that you can do in your own way to kind of shift the tone of social media and and you know the uh, when it comes down to it like that's i know like i guess twitch is a social media definitely yeah yeah. Yeah. um i mean that's that's one reason that like i'm glad that i can have a place like the loopy doopy lounge to kind of shake off the the earth dust and, (laughs) and all that stuff down there you know and and just hang out in this little world and vibe and have fun and be silly because like it it is hard to be it almost sometimes on earth it almost feels like oh i can't i can't be silly i can't be happy because there's so there's so much bad in my news feed and their you know social media and everything when um it's it's good to create those spaces and that kind of content that um, can kind of shake off those feelings because we we need that as much as we need to focus on um you know, how we can be of, of use in this world and be a a, a, a a force of, you know, positivity toward the worst things in the world. Like, we all need to take a break and just hang out together and be a community and find some, be a community and find some unity. <laughs> hey! <laughs> that's what popped in my head. <laughs> but that's been really, I mean, that's one of the great things about the Twitch music community, especially, is that it really is this super supportive um, atmosphere. And like, it's been super, super rare that I've had any kind of like trolls or anything like that, or any kind of weird situation. <laughs> like, everyone's pretty chill. They're, they're, they're fun. They're willing to, uh, you know, to, to hang out and be silly. And, make silly improv songs together and all that. Um, and it, 
it's good to provide a space in, in your own, you know, circle for that kind of kind of feeling kind of vibe you know we need that yeah for sure and and robbie thank you for following libba loops yes thank you robbie yeah you, yeah you got it <laughs> oh and what i was trying what i was going to say to you earlier which i totally just adhd right past uh was the that if you if you see the you know if you want to respond to chat please do that's oh to- absolutely, you're, absolutely you're totally I, I forgot to tell you at the top especially if you see any of your community members feel free yeah. to say hi and you can hey you know you don't have to like finish the thought you could just do whatever uh yeah but uh yeah i i I really i I really dig in what aquafunkalistic booty wap was saying that's just such a fucking awesome name yeah right (laughs) uh uh, but but the uh but but i i do feel like that that's i i feel that statement what what they said was because like i feel like our technology has just bed past us as as oh yeah you know as evolved human beings yes <laughs> and like yeah. we're we're these meat wagons that are trying to catch up to this 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 technology that has surpassed our 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 own capabilities of 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 thought and processing and so yeah. Of course, it's gonna mess with us. Of course, it's gonna throw us off. Of course, it's gonna like you know if we're if it's not used correctly, it's going to create uh, these these divisions, create these uh, dissonant vibes. You know these dissonant wavelengths that we certainly have no, you know we we have an idea of what it is, but like it's sort of on its own path now. You know it's sort of something that's not it's not gonna slow down. It's not gonna stop. And unless we sort of integrate with it, are we ever going to really understand it to the fullest? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, uh, before I continue that thought, thank you so much, Robbie, for uh, being my my eight hundredth follower. Oh, that's so fun! Thank you so much, and thanks for checking out the five oh five set. Yeah. Um. Ooh, what was that? That was my stupid my stupid air horn, which. Oh yay! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so silly. It's so silly. Uh, yeah. No, that that five hundred five set, that whole festival. Which, by the way, I, can we get a shout out for um, our, graceful the, bard. yes, the graceful bard who is an incredible, incredible human yes. being as well. Such an inspiration. She is so cool, and uh, like uh, I, I love her streams, and and she's been on the show before, and and she's just she's just a, an awesome human being in general. Oh yeah. Um, as a kid, a good way to learn lessons and build skills for being a functional adult is to be allowed to make mistakes and experience things, but that, but that goes with being thoughtful and honest about them afterwards with adults and role models. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was one thing that. <laughs> That's one thing I was missing as a kid was I, I I learned these things, made those mistakes, but my role, my parents worked very hard and I respect them and I love them and they did the best they could with what they had mm-hmm. and the information they had available at the time. Uh, but yeah, I, I, my role models were dog crap for <laughs> when I was a little, little kid, you know, like yeah. I, I really liked this one kid who just liked to smoke and like make trouble. So like I was like, that's cool. Let's do that. Let's let's make trouble. <laughs> but it was a rebellious nature that was within me too. So I I, I was I, I was tr- goody two shoes. I was, were you uh, perfect little angel? I love that. I never did anything wrong? <laughs> I think the worst thing I ever did as a kid was stab my brother in the butt with a pen, and but. <laughs> It was warranted because he started to take the tags 
off of my Beanie Babies. And oh. you don't take the tags no, off. Don't. I mean, I didn't collect Beanie Babies because I love them. I collected them because I was going to make so much money off of them. Yeah. <laughs> that was my ambition. I was, oh, that you was a retirement plan. <laughs> yeah, right. And now, now look at me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in the loopy lounge. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, I had a, I had a, I had a, a really great childhood. I, I, um, I feel very fortunate for that. Um, yeah. uh, my both my parents were teachers, which I think has a lot to do with that. So they had, if they could deal with you know fifty kids, surely they could deal with me and my brother. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, especially having a mom that was a, a drama teacher, um, always you know instilling creativity and. And I, I, I never felt like I could fail in front of my mom or dad, you know, Aww. so it, uh, so it was very beneficial to me. Um, my mom and dad, you know, they're, they're my, my cheerleaders. And I, I think that's where I get a lot of my positive attitude as well, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Which is um, great. I mean, because, I mean, what's the alternative to be like sad, you know, Eeyore all the time and, <laughs> you know, always thinking the world is against you and always thinking that everything sucks. And it's like, that's just no way to live. Unfortunately, that's how I lived for a good chunk of my life. But uh, with a little it's therapy. Easy to fall into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> with a little therapy and a little bit yeah. of a little medication, you know, yes. <laughs> just uh, you, you could. I, I had to really, literally, you know, teach, reteach myself how to not always think in the most worst negative ways, which I still yeah. do that. And I still and, and in fact, it is a tool for me in a, in a way to sort of see how things can play out and see what can happen. Right. Yeah, uh, prove but yourself wrong sometimes, you know, <laughs> that that as well. And, it, you know, to be able to sort of play things out in the most negative way is a way to sort of avoid these you know, choices and, but, but not to get lost in those, that, those thoughts, because it's very yeah. easy to sort of, um, to, to, to get in that loop. You fall into oh, a pattern, yeah. you carve new grooves into your brain that this is how I think now, you know, like, and that's, that's mm -hmm. just destructive. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it's more of a tool at this point to be sort of pessimistic and, <laughs> and you know, I mean, I could just, and I also think it's funny to be just like awful sometimes. I mean, not like to people, but like just in my brain, I'm just like, <laughs> you know. It, right. You have like a darker sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. It, it can I be. I mean, a darker sense of humor can be a valuable thing. I mean, uh, humor is the way that we cope with the exactly. things in our life. And, um, you know, it's it's really valuable in that way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And something that you mentioned earlier, I mean, just the, I, I too have uh, an interest in meditation. Um yeah less so on like a in a spiritual way or anything because i know there's sort of two big groups of like practices but mm -hmm. um more so in uh just understanding those thoughts that can just enter your mind without any uh invitation yes. and meditation has really helped me to notice when that happens rather than be consumed by the thought and be the thought so to speak right. so you can kind of put some distance between that negative thought that just entered your head, look at it for what it is, something that's out of your control. And you were, you were happy a couple of seconds ago. You were fine. You were content, you know? <laughs> and, right. and then this dumb little thought enters your head without you doing anything because it's your brain. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, you know, being able to see it 
disappear in a way. I mean, that's that's something that meditation really helped me with, and it, it was. I, and I don't I don't even practice regularly, but just the um, the initial time that I did practice regularly, it seems like one of those things that once you kind once it kind of clicks and you can you can f- experience that distance between the negative thought and yourself, I guess. Um, it does. It sticks with you, you know. Uh, I, someone that um, I admire in meditation is um, Sam Harris. He's a neurologist. Ne- neurologist. He studies the brain. Yes. And um, neuro- he's also like a philosopher, and he has a podcast and all this stuff. Yeah, he's um, awesome. I love Sam Harris. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, and uh, and then also Joseph Goldstein, um, who. Mm. If, if you're curious about the more spiritual side, um, I think that's a good entry level kind of um, or an introduction to uh, more of like Buddhist, you know, like meditation, which is, is valuable, too, because there's meditations where you can really reflect on love and kindness. And I think that's very valuable to Absolutely. to do, um, even if you believe it's permeating out into the ether or not, you know, right. <laughs> it's still good to uh, feel gratitude and to feel um, that uh, that connection with with other people. So, yeah. Oh, I absolutely. see. I'm just reading over the chat. Uh, we got a guest on the show. Much love, Liva Loops. Oh, thank you so much, Willis. <laughs> Appreciate that, friend. Yeah, welcome in, buddy. Uh, not too much. Just chilling, man. Seeing live thought. Yeah, and th- I appreciate that, Willis. I cut off my own tags on my Beanie Babies. I just like playing with them. I kind of <laughs> thought that they would never be worth what people thought since everyone had them. Right. <laughs> my mom still had. Yeah, that's funny. You were you had the fortitude and then the yeah. foresight to be fortitude <laughs> foresight to 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 be like these aren't worth anything. This Everybody has them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe a hundred years from now or something, it'll be like a hot new market for right. <laughs> in like 2090. <laughs> it'll be it'll be all the rage, you know. Yeah, well, you know that that idea of letting ideas go, letting them pass through, is that yeah. med- that that's one thing I've learned from meditation too, and that's why what was so you know just like that idea of presence, right? Like that mm-hmm. idea of like bringing yourself out of the past or the future or you know whatever thought just pops in your brain you know like it teaches you to stay out of the bad neighborhoods in your head right like yeah just, that's a good way to put it absolutely it's not my i forgot who said that but <laughs> it's, it's someone else's but it, yeah. it's like because because we'll just keep circling the blocks circling the blocks circling the block mm-hmm. and before you know it you're you're half the day's gone and you're sad or you're mad or you're just oh, like I, it took me a really long time, and, and you know, I had to quit like drugs and alcohol too. But mm-hmm. like to 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 get past these irrational irrational uh, thoughts of, of of anger or, or sadness, and and uh, you know some people like like myself just have this depressive thing going on where chemical imbalances are oh, just yeah. like yeah you you get to wake up feeling like this now hey right. welcome yeah. to the world this is your Thought day you were gonna have a good day did you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which which I mean thankfully because recently I I was you know like it's took me it's taken me like a, a couple couple years to find medication has it yeah maybe a year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year and a half to find the right medication, and finally we were like, I was like, man, do it? Is this ADHD? Like, is this what this is? And as soon as I started taking ADHD uh, medication, I was just like, oh, okay, wow. this is the world now. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was the same way. Um, yeah. You know, and and something that I think like 
ADHD and depression can definitely go, or anxiety too, can go very much hand in hand because as people with ADHD, we're going to have those times when we get really excited about an idea and maybe we put like, you know, a few, a few hours into it and we're super excited, but then, um, is it the dopamine that we have less of? (laughs) It's like this dopamine spike. And then, then when it crashes, we don't, we don't have the motivation anymore. And then that spirals into the cyclical, well, I never finish anything. I never get anything done, you know, this type of thing. And, and medication is super, it it can be super helpful, super helpful for me, for you. Um, Mm. And then, you know, just knowing yourself better and not getting down about the way your brain functions, because there's also a lot of benefits to the way that ADHD, brains work and like we are people who love to think of ideas and and solve problems quickly and in creative ways and we're going to be the ones that are just that love to daydream and brainstorm you know um so and when we get really hyper fixated on something it's we we can get some really great work done but then You know, for me, at least it's, it's the case that it's like, I, I have to set like arbitrary uh, deadlines for myself. So, you know, with my boss or whatever, I'll be like, you, this, I have to have this to you by next week or <laughs> I'm going to be fired. You're going to fire me, by, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, have a job. Just, like, yeah. just, I need that urgency, you know, the, yeah. like, I got to get it done. But, uh, you know, you learn to learn to work with yourself mm. and with the, the benefits that it comes with. And then the, the not so great things that you got to just, you know, realize about yourself. And yeah. like my house, I have to accept that my house is never ever going to be clean. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> unless someone's coming over. Yeah. When, when, I guests, when, when I have guests, it's beautiful. But otherwise, I'm living in a pig's, pig pen or something. But, but. but I imagine that it's not like, you know, it's not like rotting food. and. Like, oh, no. Of course, I'm, I'm totally exaggerating. But it is. It's but very it's like clothes over there. There's a pile of random yeah. stuff over there that you just piled. That was your version of cleaning that spot up for the moment. And then, you know, there's this weeks go by and you just pass the same pile over (laughs) something that will take you five seconds to do. do. It takes like five months for you to finally do it. (laughs) Yes. Lived in, not dirty. Thank you, Willis. Yes. Lived in. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Lived in here. It's like, I mean, for whatever reason, I just can't bring myself to shut the cabinet doors. Like, I just can't do it. I don't know. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. I I just can't do it for whatever reason. I'm just like, not today. I gotta go. I got things I gotta do that's more important than lifting my hand and simply closing the door. I know. Oh my god, uh, I know. I mean, I, I, I'm the kind of person that, like, before I leave, I know that I need to say that I'm leaving, like, 15 minutes before I actually need to leave because I'm gonna go to my car, realize I left my phone inside, can't find my phone, go back to my car, realize I want some tea, go make some tea, you know? <laughs> like, I'm gonna need tea I gotta, before I go. I just know myself, yeah. <laughs> I, I know, I, yeah, the, the, it, I, it took a long time for for my wife to figure that out too. Like it really yeah. did. I mean, because you know she's very, she's a very, um, she she's just she can be very focused. She gets stuff done. She's I, I'm Amazing. trying to think of the words that it is. It's like a. So, oh, oh, yeah, like a more um, type A type personality, yeah. like when, it, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yes, I, I kind of feel um, 
maybe maybe fortunate that um, the two partners I live with uh, both have ADHD, so we all understand <laughs> what's going on. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we we understand our how our brains work, and we can. Uh, have some patience with each other. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that I mean, I think that was the biggest key to to our relationship is her understanding my 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 fault. And and likewise too because and I'm not I don't want to say faults, but understanding yeah. each other's uh the way each other's minds work because it's just like this is just how it works and I know when she's getting hyper fixated on something, it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe we need to step back or maybe I just need to let her work, you know, or just Whatever the situation is, I, 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 I'm coming from a place of understanding and not of a place of frustration because it's yeah. like uh, you have to take a step back and be like, okay, this person's not doing this at you. They right. are doing it because this is who they are and you love them and, and you love them for all everything that they do, you know, so it's... Uh, uh, it, it's taken a long time, but I, I think that's what is, is beautiful about you know having a partner in life and absolutely and, and, and finding someone that uh, can can understand you're crazy. You know, like oh, just yeah. Oh, yeah. you get my crazy, so let let's just work together and do this together now. Exactly, and uh, oh, there was something that you mentioned. Um, oh, the of course, this is a perfect example of I had a thought and now it's gone. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that you know I, I I think one really valuable lesson from um, conversations with with my partners and just like having those moments where like you you make an assumption about their behavior and then you don't give them the benefit of the doubt like giving people in general mm -hmm. like even outside of like partnerships and everything and family like with anyone like starting with giving someone the benefit of the doubt and kind of be ha uh, until you actually know that they intended <laughs> to or it's, or it's just fairly obvious you know yeah like i think that's a really important thing that I wish there was more of, um, especially on social media, just because it's, it's so easy to immediately get angry or immediately oh, yeah. um, assume uh, the worst about someone. And, you know, that's especially needed in, in uh, like close relationships is just like stopping that thought, that assumption that enters your mind and just being like, pause, wait a second. Do they, is it really rational to think they left that cabinet open because they just wanted to piss me off, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, no, probably not, you know, yeah, things exactly. like that. Yeah, it's, it's part of, uh, part of being such a, a, a wizened, uh, old 30 something year old, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, you know, it, it's, it, it's important. It's important. And, and you, I think you nailed it. It's like, if only people could take that pause for the cause and just yeah. sit there and be like, okay, this is not it. Or before they send that, that tweet that, you know, that, that, that inflammatory tweet, right. like, ah, blah, 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 you know, like before they go off, it's like, let's take a step back. Let's let's bring ourselves to present. Let's yeah. you know. Let's let's have a moment. Let's think it through. And unfortunately, that's just not where we're at. Uh, what what are you saying, Robbie? What executive fun? Oh God, executive function. Oh, yeah. My terrible. <laughs> that's not me. Uh, is a set of mental skills that include working memory, flexible thinking, and self control. We use these skills every day to learn, work, and manage daily lives. Trouble with executive function can make it hard to focus, follow directions, and handle emotions, among other things. My wife doesn't believe in this and thinks I'm lazy. It's a real thing. <laughs> Oh, it's a real thing already. Duke! Yeah. What's up, baby boy? Welcome in, my friend. Good to see you. Glad you could make it here. 
Yeah, we speak English bad. That's that's I do. I do speak English <laughs> bad. It's not great. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I I love that. Uh, I love that you that you've uh, been able to sort of get a handle on that, you know. Like yeah, a, and, and yeah. Sort it's of taken years, you know. Right, I mean, right. It's it's hard work. And, yeah, and I'm I'm yeah, especially with like my family and everything. I'm I'm proud of the progress we've made, and um, it's just having having that conversation, whether you know with your family members or with yourself, <laughs> about yeah. the the tiny steps that you can do. Um, because I think it, with people with ADHD, we we get the motivation to do better, and it's like it's almost like New Year's Eve every day or something. It's like, <laughs> all right, tomorrow my life is gonna start over and be perfect, you know. <laughs> um, but just one percent at a time, you know, is is a much more manageable way for yes. uh, to do it, and that's that's something that's really that I've um, taken to heart is just like, what's one little thing I can do today to to uh, reach that goal of mine. Um, because it's it's hard to you can't do it overnight, you know. No, no. <laughs> no I, I I'm totally with that. Improve one percent every day, and yeah. and, and like um, uh, Leon Brett as a streamer here on Twitch, and he one of his videos he put out some like ed, you know tutorial videos uh, about how to use Twitch, and uh, he was like improve your stream one percent every stream, and I oh I, yeah yeah I, exactly I yeah yeah totally you know, and that yeah applies it can apply to, to like anything else you know yeah. anything any goals that you have and yeah. I have to say that like that whole moment where you're just like and tomorrow it's gonna be yesterday yeah. was one of those days with sugar I was like and tomorrow I'm not gonna eat sugar and and you know what I haven't eaten that much sugar today I've been eating I ate bananas. I ate good, several good bananas. kind of sugar, right? You know? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, I I work in a kitchen, and so like it's just it's just my downfall in life. It's just yeah. like because all you could just go, oh, 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 <laughs> and they encourage you. They're just like, oh, go ahead, eat it, or or they'll be like, try it. Will you just try this? See what 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 does this need? What do you what is this? What do you need? What is this? Need? And I'm just like, come on, bro. I'm just. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just need to like not be eating cake and pies and all these little treats all day because it's oh just Oh my goodness. Yeah, you if know. you're surrounded by them, how can you how can you not? It's really <laughs> difficult. It's really difficult. It's like you it's like a crackhead living in a crack house. You're never going to never going to get out of the crack town if you're in the crack house, you know? Like you got to you literally got to yeah. separate yourself or have, right, you yeah. know, like the will uh, of of steel, is, uh, which I which, don't. Who who has that? I don't. I don't, think, I don't even like. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. It's, Robbie says uh, our friend Willow Keys says to be. Um, what wait is that one one hundredth of a percent or is that I yes one hundredth of a percent better every day? I like that too. Yeah, <laughs> that works too. It's something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, any kind of improvement on whatever you're doing in your life is better than than no improvement or negative improvement. Or I guess right, that's not yeah. improvement. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Right. <laughs> you want to be going forward, not backwards. And and just whatever it is, if 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 it's just like, you know, like people, because I, I exercise frequently, even though it doesn't look like I'm, I'm just, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But I exercise frequently, and it's like just getting in the habit of exercising is is just something that is so beneficial to my, well, to my brain, to my yeah. body. And it's and it's like you don't have to run like go out and run a marathon on your first day. Like just, just take a casual stroll around the block, yeah. or, or take a casual stroll around your your 
your your you know your your yard or whatever you have. Yeah. Just take a casual. It doesn't have to be this crazy thing that you jump into. It can be a very casual thing that you can just sort of ease yourself into. And then once you start feeling the results of it, and you start see it like, oh, I guess I do feel better. It's it's motivation. Oh, yeah. Music, same thing. You know, it's yeah. like you have these incremental. Uh, gains that you that you, you know when you're really practicing an instrument and you like hit that thing you know like right. whatever you're working on it's like you're working on a lick or you're like working on a song and you hit it and you're just like oh there it is and yeah. that 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 dopamine dump right mm -hmm. there yes. is gonna motivate <laughs> you to the next one and so and then in between that it's just like keep on grinding keep on grinding little right. at a time little at a time and before you know it you're you're somewhere completely different. With yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of experienced that um, with with streaming. You know, it, it's a it having a stream gives you a reason to make music, and of yeah. course, it's very fun when other people can join in. Um, but like, it's even even my progress or like my um, you know my music like musicianship progress has been slow going, but it's progress, you know, and I'm I'm super happy that oh wow after you know a year and a half or so of piano lessons i i can make up a little chord progression now look <laughs> at me you know? and i couldn't do that before yeah. so even if it's slow going like um you know cross your fingers you hopefully have a fair amount of time on the planet to <laughs> to be curious and explore you know whatever your curiosities are and and meet some goals but it doesn't have to be overnight that's for sure yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I could. I mean, if it was overnight, I would just have a panic attack and die. I just <laughs> <laughs> curl up in a ball. It's like you have to do all this change by tomorrow. I'd just be like, I don't know where to start. Okay, I'm gonna just go over here. And like, <laughs> that was one of the biggest thing I had to get past, or uh, one of those challenges is like being overwhelmed with decisions and what you got to do to get past yeah. this stuff, you know. And mm -hmm. and 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 learning how to prioritize was one of those oh, huge yes. things <laughs> yeah. that. That that completely changed things for me, and and you know, like whenever I feel overwhelmed, I'm just like, okay, okay, hold on. What do I have to get done? Yes. <laughs> What's oh, yeah. the first freaking thing that needs to happen? And I love lists. I, lists I are great. So many lists. List, yeah. My my phone notes are just full of them. <laughs> right, and, right. <laughs> and by the way, that is Dave Matthews with a mask on. Heck yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I see uh, Ziggy in Korea has a, a Ziggy, question for the Oh, guest. yeah. Let's go, Ziggy. Uh, and welcome, Ziggy. I, it yeah. must be an ungodly hour for you, but I appreciate you stropping. I appreciate you stropping through. Uh, would change be considered as an improvement? Waking up five minutes earlier to get more done. I think that's an improvement. I mean, oh, my God. I can't, like, waking up five minutes earlier would be a huge achievement for me. <laughs> like, I am a, I am pressing that snooze button every single time. I'm, I have so much ambition when I go to bed. I'm like, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to make food and eat it. I'm <laughs> 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 like the simplest things, but... Yes, I would say, Ziggy, that even just waking up five minutes earlier, like, I think that's a good, actually a really good example of, like, that 1% every day. If you're, mm. like, trying to wake up an hour earlier eventually or whatever to get something done, um, like, yeah, do it in five-minute increments because you know you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, True. that's not too hard of a bargain to keep up with yourself. And then yeah. Just ten minutes the next day and so on. A absolutely. And, and, and it's 6.36 a.m., so I guess I don't feel too bad, Ziggy, that you're up right now because... You 
you have a life to live. You have a, a thing to do. You have to go risk your life on the autobahn and, and on a bicycle while huge buses fly by you. And Whoa. See, she, I, I saw Ziggy ride to work one day on her bike, and it's just like all you see are these huge, like, semis just flying oh. past her. And she's, like, on what would be, like, you know, the equivalent of, like, a, a freeway or an expressway, you know? She's just, vroom, vroom, and she's just pedaling away. <laughs> do, 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 wow. I'm just, oh, it's an electric bike? Okay. Nice. Okay, whatever. Well, I see. I see how it is. Still, still. That it was, it was to me. That's just nerve wracking. Although I used to ride my bike all the time around San Diego, and that place is just a, is oh, a nightmare of of yeah. <laughs> terrible drivers. It's just a bunch of a bunch of transient uh, people from all walks of life just just flying by you. It's like no one's from there, so it's just like wherever you grew up driving, that's how you drive. And then all of a sudden, you adopt this like horrible like. I'm not letting anybody over and I'm just going to cut you off. And it's just, you know, like break check. And it's, it's terrible over there. <laughs> yeah. I, I live in Georgia and, and we take our time in Georgia. We, I love uh, that. you know, we say, Oh, come on now. You can go ahead. And, whatnot. <laughs> and then I lived in Connecticut for a few years and it's a different story. Uh, drivers just seem to, everybody just seems mad generally in Connecticut. That was yeah. the, that was the, Okay, I won't I won't say like everybody, but there did seem to be like a some kind of cultural norm where yeah. it was like in order to um, get to know someone, you would bond over the things you both didn't like, <laughs> and and that was just like total opposite of like Southern kind of culture, I right. think, or what I grew up with. <laughs> and that, that took some getting used to, but it was also a really cool experience to just live outside of the South in the first place, especially where uh, in Connecticut, where there was um, so much. Everything was so much older than, you know, stuff in the South because, yeah. you know, it's a lot younger and everything got, everything got burnt up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you seem to have an acquired an accent. Did you ever have an accent? Uh, you know, I've, I've been told that um, when I'm around my family, like I'll say like fur instead of four and like I'm fixing to go somewhere, you know, like the little things like that. I but, love uh, that though. But I think probably growing up in theater and having and just portraying like a lot of different roles that weren't necessarily Southern, like not having to affect like a Southern accent or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just it just never stuck. It's weird, too, because both of my my mom has like a, a my mom and dad have both. Uh, very thick southern accents um both very different uh but me and yeah my, my brother has a southern accent i just didn't get on board i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> just didn't get on that bus i guess I I, you know i can put it on if i need to <laughs> i love i love the southern accent it, oh you, they're so charming they, oh my uh, god and then when I, I i went to i got to visit um my family and i like my um uh, my mom and my dad and I went to England and they just, British people just loved my, especially my dad's accent because he's like a country boy. So he's got a bit more of a twang <laughs> to yeah. it. And they just thought it was so, so charming. And he, it was, it was really fun for him to sort of be like uh, the, the spectacle in a way. <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to hear him talk, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and, and Southern cooking, I just, I love Southern cooking. Oh, my cooking. goodness, I love it. It's so, it's so, it's oh, just amazing. I love barbecue. Mm. I love anything fried, fried chicken, Please. fried fish. Please. Yeah. Oh, my God. During during Lent, uh, <laughs> where I live, uh, where I live is, I'm, I'm here in Ohio, uh, northern Ohio, but it's still Ohio. Uh, we, we, uh, 
they they celebrate Lent a lot here. I mean, and, okay, and and to the point where they have uh, fish fries every Friday, and uh, the, it's like a like we were trying to do like a tour of the fish fries because I was just whatever it is. I just I love fried fish, and I just so I, I couldn't so get enough of it, and. Yeah. And it's just like, and it used to be before inflation, uh, it used to be all you can eat. You'd pay like $12, $13, all you can eat fish fry. And oh my God. Oh, geez, Lord, help me. I just, it's just amazing. I, I, I can't get over it. And so every year in Lent, I'm just like, we're going to those fish fries. We're going, we're going to do that. For- it's interesting how like uh, Southern food has definitely made itself popular in the North too. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. The best southern food I have ever had and the best fried fish and cornbread I've ever had was in Connecticut. <laughs> oh my gosh, what happened? And I was so surprised by that, but uh but you, you know, it's 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 definitely something that uh, a lot of people love and and Well, people, people migrate, love. right? Like they bring yeah, their culture absolutely. with them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. There's absolutely. um there's this place in Southern California, um Los Angeles. Uh I think they have one in San Diego now. I can't remember, but it's called Roscoe's and uh it, it's it's dope. It, I mean, it's Roscoe's chicken and waffles oh that sounds so good um yeah and, and they're pretty dope <laughs> they're pretty dope you know like so so these cultures go around and get around and stuff like like mexican food you know like the oh al- yeah although there's not a lot of good mexican food here in in ohio where i'm northwest ohio where i'm at and there's some places they can throw down yeah <laughs> but i used to live in san diego and like oh, that geez louise the 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 taco shops down there i just i dream about these carne asada <laughs> fries. i do i have dreams about eating carne asada fries and, and it's just like I, i'm sad every time i wake up it, it's just ridiculous I, I, I oh god i just i miss it i miss it a lot i, I miss southern california but i don't want to be in california now because ugh, that, that sounds awful but still yeah. Still, uh, what were you doing in Connecticut? You're just out there. Oh yeah, out? yeah. So, um, I, so graduated college, and you know, sort of like, what am I gonna do? Um, and I got a job at a startup company, um, which, like, long story short, went the way of many startup companies in that it was run by just an absolute narcissist, <laughs> and um, it, but it was very like, it was all in an effort to, um. Oh, I don't want to say too much, but it was it, it, it had a good mission behind it. And mm. that was what drew me to it. And, you know, being right out of college um, and my partner and I were up for an adventure. And um, and I, I was it was really valuable even to go through the the hard parts of being um, a part of that startup and just that there was a ton of challenges and everything. But um, I learned a lot because I had to. And uh, and and through that, I ended up. Um, working and once I left the startup company, uh, which I was very happy to do, I ended up working at a children's literacy program up there in Connecticut, um, and that was just wonderful. I loved it, and I was so happy to have had that experience. It was offering uh, free tutoring to children who uh, were struggling in in school, and um, and once we were ready to move back south, uh, back to Georgia, that's where I'm from. Um, we, uh, I ended up getting the job at this museum, which I absolutely love. I've, I've just so thankful for it, but I also got to start, um, a children's reading program here, uh, with the consultation of the one that I had been at and it's been very successful. We had our first full year of like on-site programming, um, and we've, uh, 
we've provided free one-on-one tutoring through volunteer tutors, many of whom who are um, former educators or current educators. And it's just been a great experience. It's one of those things that was very serendipitous in my life that like something that could have just been, whoa, that was a weird time in my life. <laughs> you know, I'm glad to be back <laughs> home from that. Like I could um, bring something back and, uh, and yeah, I, I was really happy to, to have that happen. So it was all worth it. Um, and in the end, and even through the tough, tougher times and challenges like you you grow through that and it it, it uh I'm proud of my younger self you know that I, <laughs> I got through it I learned a lot and I came back with an appreciation for the south I think it's a good experience to be away from home yes. you know yeah. to really come back and appreciate it more and and now um you know I'm I'm I, I like the idea of you know having roots in in Georgia and yeah. at home and I I want to be a part of the culture here and um that's really important to me. So it's, it's, it's good to, to get out, spread your wings, see, you know, experience a different culture. And, you know, it was really cool to be able to just like hop on a train and go to New York city sometimes, you know, on a weekend or something. So I got to experience New York city and, um, and Boston too. And so it was, it was a challenging, but ultimately really beneficial. So yeah, but that's, that's what, uh, took me to Connecticut and now I'm back home in Georgia. Yeah. When I'm uh, not in the loopy doopy lounge. <laughs> <laughs> good November. Thank you so much for that follow and welcome in. I know. Good November. Hey, good November. <laughs> hey, good November. Welcome in. Thank you for being here. Now, I, I, I think that's a, that's a great bit of advice for anybody who's like, especially for anybody who's like sort of struggling on what they want to do with their life yeah. or what, if, you know, like, because it is kind of cruel that we we sort of usher kids. Yeah, East Coast hype. Yeah, I love the East Coast too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the East Coast is so awesome. Like that—that's what's so cool about the Northeast, or yeah, I guess that whole region is like if you're in one place, you're within like you know hour or two from like s- the coolest cities uh, right, in New yeah. England. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. DC, DC is cool. I wish the traffic didn't suck so much, but but yeah. whatever. <laughs> been to dc i'd like to i really want to go sometime oh it's awesome being a a history nerd you know (laughs) oh yeah for sure there's so much history there and the the museums (laughs) the museums are incredible the museums are so cool but the the idea of that we sort of you know put this um put this stress on kids straight out of high school going to college and stuff which uh, there's nothing wrong with it obviously but for this there's just like a, there's a lot of people in this world who go into these careers, go to college at a young age, and they get sort of pushed into it, and mm-hmm. uh, and they're just miserable with their life choices, or they can't find a job at, with what right. they decide to get it, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I feel like if you feel like you're stuck and you're a young person and you don't know and you're unsure about what you want to do. And, you know, I would say move to a place away from your town, wherever you grew up, move a good about a distance away from it and and try your try. Try just living a little bit before you because that for me, I was so sure I want to be a musician. And then I moved to San Diego and then I was like, oh, I want to really get into sociology and really want to help. And I really want to get on, you know, like. Just, just try to, you know, make the world a better place. And then at the end of the day, I was like, no, I'm a musician. But still, yeah. <laughs> I had to go and figure that out myself, you know? Like, I had to go and figure that out. And and I, I don't know if I would have... If I would have stayed home, I would have just probably just... just 
been an alcoholic for the rest of my life or something. You know what I mean? Like just, it wasn't, it, it, you know, like I, I could tell we've, we lived very different lives growing up, but, yeah. it, but, but still there's that idea of being, feeling stuck and feeling yeah. like you don't, you know, like you need to get out of there and, and go and, and find something else, get away from your parents for a little bit. Not that they're terrible people or anything, but you know, you have to figure some, some stuff out on your own. And, and yeah. I, I feel like moving away is just, one of the biggest and best things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I ended up coming back to where I live eventually. And, you know, I, I still have my problems with it. I, I always looked at coming back to Ohio as failure in life. But <laughs> but uh, I, I've lived, I lived an amazing, I had a great time in San Diego. Like, it, it, what a cool place to, you know, become a, a become a man uh yeah. but or like or at least become an adult i guess right, you know exactly, yeah. I, I moved out there when i was 23 oh, wow, yeah. and then moved back when i was you know like four years ago so like it was it was a great you know 13 years of just really living living hard living fast and <laughs> living loose yeah. Uh, but I also found my wife and I also had a child and, and then she was like, let's go, to, let's leave this paradise that you love so much. And I'm <laughs> like, no, God, no. But again, uh, with the last two years, I'm, I'm actually really happy to be at least be back with my family. That's awesome. Because yeah. when I came back, like there, we were in, my family was in need of, of, more hands and more life yeah. you know uh, not life yeah. more more help and stuff like i had some sickness and illness in the family and so i'm very happy and proud to be that i was able to be back here to help in that manner and of yeah. course the pandemic I, i'm so glad i had my family close to me during that whole mess so oh yeah yeah i mean did, you seem like you've gotten along with your family a lot and you've had a great relationship with them and me too i've always had a good relationship yeah. with my family it's just uh, was when when you when you came back, you said you had an appreciation for what you left behind, and what what do you think that um, what do you think that you learned the most from sort of leaving and coming back? What was yeah. something that was really that really sticks out to you? Yeah, I guess going somewhere where you don't know anyone at all. Like I d- had zero people that I knew in Connecticut other than like, you know, my like people I was working with and like the team was great, but uh, you know, <laughs> had a lot of challenges with the <laughs> with the CEO or whatever. Um, but to be somewhere where you don't have that sense of community and that sense of belonging cuz you know even in the like it's not like I, you know, went to a different country and didn't understand had culture shock or anything. <laughs> right. But there was a a part of it that was like, you know, there's a lot of things that I because y'all like the you know people around me had lived in Connecticut and they shared this like uh, cultural uh, understanding and like the even things as uh, little as like you know the the sports ball teams and stuff <laughs> that like I didn't know, you know, and just like the the way that the way that people interact with each other, like I was saying, um, and that all kind of has an effect on you. And I, I think that it's, it can be good because like you were saying, if you're going somewhere where you're seeking change or you're seeking something that's a new experience, it doesn't necessarily like the most be- beneficial things can be those challenging times when, you know, you're on your own. Uh, what are you going to do to make the the best of this? How are you going to meet people and, and kind of, like it, it was kind of weird to go from like you know graduating college and where you kind of have this um, 
this community already given to you from your classes, from your dorm rooms, you know, all that stuff, people that you've known from high school and stuff. And then um, to seek community elsewhere, that was a big challenge, but, um, you know, it it took time and and I'm so glad that I was able to make uh, really good friendships up there. But coming back home and kind of feeling the uh, sense of belonging again and the sense of appreciation for like, oh yeah, just the littlest things, you know, that uh, when it, even if it's just like, you know, having good Southern food again, or just hearing the accents again, or just the the little pleasantries of uh, life in the South. I mean, I know not everybody, we're not the only ones that are, you know, going to hold a door open for you when you're passing by, but that's like, these things are like kind of ingrained in Southern culture. And it's something that I, I was like, you know, this is something to really appreciate. And uh, I, 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 I think most of all, though, was that sense of community and just coming back home to people I knew and that I grew up with. So these were older relationships and understanding the importance of that, having that depth and that timeline with a friend that you've known since you were little, yeah. um, that kind of thing, and, and just seeing your family again. So I, uh, I definitely came back feeling like it's it feels good to be home and yeah. this is home, you know, like moving elsewhere uh you know like like yourself you may not think of san diego as home necessarily um even though you live there for a while uh but coming back and having that place you know that is home it it felt good to appreciate that whereas before i was like you know i was ready to just experience something different and i was maybe i was kind of feeling a little jaded about the south and Mm. um thinking like something better was out there or something you know and to come back and appreciate it made me feel like i was uh more mature a little bit wiser and more had more gratitude and that's (laughs) a very very important thing to have i have (laughs) i have come to realize you know for sure for yeah, sure. Yeah. Gratitude is so important. Um, just being thankful and, and whether you believe in God or, you know, you're, you're thanking God or thanking the universe or whatever it is, just being like, thank you for whatever I got. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, that, again, who seem to hate this place that we live in, this shared community we call America. And um, it's so divided right now. And um, I don't know if people just aren't aware or if they just choose not to be aware, but there are places on earth that are truly, truly a nightmare situation for people. And, um, to, to be able to just move to Connecticut after college, you know, and, and go to San Diego or go almost drown surfing drunk, you know, like, Hey, you know, whatever it is, uh, these life experiences that we get to have, like we we oh, yeah. you know we get to have these experiences these are these are things that we 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 get to have because there's so much out there that there's so much suffering in the world there's so many places on earth that are just people don't get to just go and do things they they literally have to walk miles to get water that may or may not kill them you right. know it, it's just like I, I, you know, it's just, it's such a, it's such a strange thing. And living so close to the border in, in Tijuana, um, you know, like we'd go over there frequently and mostly score drugs, but still we, <laughs> you know, you make friends and stuff and you go in yeah. these neighborhoods where it's literally like shanty towns yeah. with sh- shacks, just, just piled on, you know, metal on top of metal, just like yeah. rusted and 
the rivers are polluted like no you know like it, it's it's like it's children being you know being forced to go sell gum and that's like the best you know that's the that's the best thing that they're selling in that moment you know because it gets a lot worse than that what they have to sell down there and uh you know like it, just seeing that and seeing extreme poverty seeing extreme um you know just devastation and, and extreme corruption uh, within the the government itself, and and it's 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 very eye opening, and um, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. like I don't know, I don't know. A very you know, there's a lot of awesome places on earth, but again, there's a lot of terrible places, and we got very lucky to be able to be born in a place that allows us to do these things. Not to say that there's not poor and suffering here, which there is, which is terrible as well. But the ability to sort of be able to, um, <clears throat> you know, get out of these situations is is very uh, very unique, and um, I don't know. I, yeah. I I know America has its moments, and right now, geez Louise, come on. But yeah, uh, I, uh, I, I've I've kind you know studying history like we were saying before, it really offers you a much um, better perspective, much clearer perspective on how much goes into the things that were that we should be grateful for. I mean, how much just, I mean, just take the civil rights movement, (laughs) for instance, like, uh, you know, how much work uh, that was and to um, really, I think it's, it's important to acknowledge the progress that we've made, but of course to um, not say that that's good enough, you know, (laughs) like going, but I think we should keep, we should think about progress with gratitude for what's, what's happened before us. I mean, even like, there's when it comes to like Thomas Jefferson, for instance, obviously a controversial <laughs> figure for a lot of people, yeah. but this is also someone who like for us modern people to place judgment on uh, a different time and a different set of like uh, just understanding of the world in general um, to it is possible to be both grateful for something like the enlightenment or the declaration of independence or uh, these ideals that while in its time for sure it wasn't living up to and and perhaps people would argue that we're not living up to the full potential of you know the the constitution and the declaration of independence but to acknowledge the progress that has been made in a relatively short amount of time when we zoom out and think about <laughs> how long humans have been around you know right. Uh, I think that change with like that gratitude rather than a a sense of vengeance or some kind of um, just seeing things so, so uh, flatly or just so black and white. um, Like it's so much more complex and, and the, and our, our human history deserves so much more reflection than, um, you know, let's let's not hear anything this guy has to say because I'm going to deem him as a racist or, or whatever or a misogynist or, yeah. or any of those things. It's it's very easy to judge when we have modern eyes, but, um, you know, studying history gives you a totally different appreciation and understanding and, and I would say, you know, fascination for the th- these things. I think we should be fascinated in, in the past because it's, it's going to kind of chart that path for the future for sure as we think about what challenges do we want to overcome in our time and how can we learn from people of the past who were uh, overcoming their own challenges. That's been a, a huge part of why I'm so grateful to have a, a, a job where I get to study the past and study history. Um, so, you know, 
read your history books, <laughs> find something, find one thing you're interested in, just dive into it because the uh, history is just so, it's not boring. It's not boring at all. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's important, you know? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And, and the, the fact that, that we want to sort of erase this history or, or, you know, focus in on just the terrible parts of it is just the, I don't know. It, 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 we, we are very ungrateful people. We've become, you know, as, as and, you know, I'm just talking about Americans in general mm, here. Right, just, yeah. just, we've become very ungrateful. And, and, uh, and, and again, you know, I know there's a lot to be angry about in this, this country. I know there's, you know, I acknowledge that for sure. But, Again, there's a lot to be grateful for as well. Morby, what's going on? Good to see you, my friend. Welcome in. Uh, so uh, we're kind of wrapping up here. Uh, do you do you wanna do you wanna play something for I us? I can play some music. Yeah. You wanna do something for <laughs> awesome. us? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how about I'll play uh, some originals, and then Ooh. maybe we could um, conclude with an improv. Uh, based on the chat. Uh, so sure. just to sort of uh, explain how I usually do things at, at the Loopy Doopy Lounge. So you see um, above here, you can use the command uh, loop to suggest a word or a phrase. Uh, today, we'll just uh, take it from the chat and see see what we get. Um, but what I will need from the chat are random numbers, uh, one through 700. And what that's going to, or any number that you like, one through 700. And that's going to determine what instruments, um, because there's 700 different, you know, instruments on uh, this keyboard, and that's going to determine what we make together. So I'll do a few, um, a few originals, and then we can uh, conclude with a little improv loopy doopy. <laughs> sounds great. That sounds great. All right, I'm going to turn it over to you, Libba okay, Loops. And it might be, Mike, it might be best for you to mute. Um, yes just in case I, I loop <laughs> some of your audio or something. Nope, I'm going to mute right now. It's, it's all, right, all on you right now. All right, awesome. So this first one, um, this one's my favorite loop. And this was, again, most of these, if not all of these, were inspired by the chat at the Loopy Doopy Lounge and uh, based on the phrases and the instruments that we chose. So, And I have a, I have a, a little music video, a do-it-yourself music video of this on my um, little tiny baby YouTube channel. <laughs> so I'd like just started really putting anything on, on YouTube at all. So uh, if you check out YouTube, you can see the music video that <laughs> my uh, partner and I made during the pandemic. <laughs> all right. So this one is, uh, this one's called Thanks.
help me cause you thought that I did not know how to do it and you do I get that but I can do it myself I'm alright thanks thank you I know what I'm doing thanks but I know what I'm Hope y'all enjoyed that. <laughs> no, I love that song. I, oh, uh, wonderful! <laughs> that that uh, when uh, when when we first started, I was like uh, that. Yeah, I, I like your vibe because it, it reminds me of Steven Universe and um, oh, yes, <laughs> and and you're like that's a compliment, and it's so like it was nice, like because my son like he loves Steven Universe, and I didn't know what Steven Universe was until oh, yeah. until <laughs> my son loves it. So, uh, but the music is so rad. The show is so cool. I love the show. I love the music and oh and yeah, that totally, vibe. totally. And that vibe yeah. is totally uh, it just that's where it hits for me. But uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I'm going to turn it back over to, to oh no no problem lips. at all yeah so um <laughs> this next one i also just love um to to do improv as far as like not even use words just just uh scatting and uh kind of giving a, a a nice little futuristic vibe to it so um next we're gonna do and of course everyone is welcome to join in um on the next one so this one is called uh dupe doopy dupe and, um, you know, this one's uh, number one on several exoplanets, so um, I think it's going to be coming, coming, uh, coming your way soon. All right, so let's get ready for uh, Doop Doopy Doop. Here we go. I don't think I'm doing a bop, but I'm 
chat um i hope you enjoyed that by the way and and of course i invite you all uh to join join me at the loopy doopy lounge uh please follow on twitch and uh you can find me on instagram as well but uh usually i'm going to be streaming thursday evenings eastern time so thursdays around 7 p.m is has been pretty good for me um and I've also got a Discord as well, so hope yeah. you head on over to uh, to the channel. Yeah. And before we uh, conclude, too, just Mike, thank you so much for uh, having me on, and everybody who's uh, been listening and watching, and any future listeners and watchers. <laughs> it's been really a, a blast to just hang out and have these uh, big conversations, big and small, you know. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> had a wonderful time. I, I really do appreciate you uh, coming on and, and just sharing your truths and stuff. So thank Thanks. you so yeah. much. Uh, it yeah, was amazing. Yeah, for creating the space to do that. Yeah, for you know, sure. we got we got we got to do it somewhere. Darn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm looking at the chat. So um, if you want, I've got some numbers. Um, we got 26, 47, uh, 470, 420. Hmm, what a random number. <laughs> and let's see. So we're going to start with 26 and we'll go down the list. But if you want to go ahead and throw in the chat uh, any number 1 through 700, um, then and, and if we need any other numbers, of course, uh, Mike, you can just throw some numbers in as well. Sure. But why don't we go ahead? Um, let me find a. A beat of some sort. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Okay, that sounds fun. Let's start with this one. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to uh, create loops together. So we're going to start with 26 from uh, Willis, 1990. Chose 26. And 26 is the bright organ. So first we're going to start with the bright organ. Let me get this drum beat going up a little bit more. There we go. And of course, we can put all sorts of fun effects on this too. So let's see what we got. Let's see what it sounds like. I like that. Now we're going to do 46, uh, 47 for uh, the Duke 47. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right, we got we got a 12-string guitar. 12-string guitar. I'm going to put a delay on it. Let's see how that goes.
All right. All right. Next, we got 470 for the Duke. Slow treble strings. Let's see what this sounds like. numbers we've got in the chat now. Let's see. <laughs> All right, sc scrolling down. Scroll okay, next we got we got 89 for We Speak English Good. <laughs> Ooh, choir. Just choir. That's all it says. November. Oh, sorry. The Duke has 13. 13. Tiny EP. Tiny electric piano. Little itty bitty. Orbiter, I've never, I haven't come across this one. Let's see what it sounds like. 
like that. That's fun. That's fun. All right, let's see if we got anything. We got a pretty full sound at this point. I don't want to leave anybody out. Okay, we got uh, 666 and 621. <laughs> All right, 666 for Willis. Ring pad, ring pad. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for uh, hanging out today. And thank you so much, Mike, again, for having me on. Uh, this was so much fun. And I, I hope y'all will come to the Loopy Doopy Lounge to do some improv with us. Um, it's always always a, a fun time and a fun little community. And I'm, I'm excited for it to grow. And, and uh, thank you so much again. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was my pleasure. That was incredible, by the way. Thank you so much for that. That was so fun. Like, I just the whole time, it's in the toilet. It's right next to me. Yeah. Uh, literally, the bathroom's like right here next to me right here. So. You know, I was thinking about French class. I'm like, what's the first thing that I learned? It was like, hi, how are you? And oh, yeah, where's the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> Donde esta biblioteca? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, I think I said, "Where's the library?" I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also important. Yeah. Especially based on today's conversation, get exactly. yourself to the biblioteca. Yes. yes <laughs> and read yeah. on your histoire or whatever it is. <laughs> yes, indeed. Please do, uh, everyone. Please, I, I'm going to drop the link again in Yay. the in the chat. Please go and follow. And uh, and go and, and follow her on Instagram and all the YouTubes yeah. and stuff. And, get, and jump in her Discord. Go show up at her streams. Go do that stuff. Libba, thank you so much. This was incredible conversation. I, I feel refreshed and energized from, from just chatting with you and, and that, that improv. I, I absolutely loved it. And, and I, I just I admire your talent and your intellect. And... Uh, you speak English good, you do. Oh, you thanks. Do. You speak English good, too. Thanks so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. I do. I do. All right, everybody, give a round of applause to Libba Loops, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much, Libba, or Libby is what I like to call her. Okay, I'm not going to call her Libby. Uh, Libba, thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, everybody, go and give her a follow on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Libba Loops, L-I-B-B-A-L-O-O-P-S. She's also got a YouTube channel. She's also on Instagram and on Facebook. <laughs> I've, I freaking hate Facebook, but what's really interesting, I've been putting up these like short, you know, like reels or TikTok videos. I've been throwing them up on Facebook and they've been getting so much traction. So I, what the fudge? I don't know. 
Facebook is just such a, it's just turned into such a dumpster fire of, you know, just old thoughts and archaic ideas. It's just so dumb over there. I feel like Instagram's going to go that way, too. Instagram is getting kind of ridiculous, but, you know, whatever. Um, Instagram still lets a lot of stuff slide. Like, the other day, I got flagged for putting up a, a, a picture of Alec Baldwin, which someone obviously altered his shirt, but it says, Guns don't kill people, Alec Baldwin kills people. I thought it was funny. I throw memes up on my Instagram stories. It's good times over there. So I, I, I thought it was just a, a little funny quip. But uh, Instagram flags it and you have to like actually push a button to see the image. And I'm just like, this just took the piss right out of it. It's so stupid. So uh, I don't know. Instagram is lame. TikTok is where it's at, unfortunately, which I don't even know how to use that fucking platform. It's such a such a weird platform but I, I love it i love it to death i think it's um the best time killer for social media that you could ask for so yeah so yawn um yeah it's so exciting i yawned uh, but go go over to our tiktok you can follow us on tiktok and you can see our clips from our show and different things that i do and it's fun you know I have a good time with it. I, I, I just, it's hard just constantly putting up clips and putting up stuff. And ugh, I've been working a lot lately, and that just drains you. It drains the piss right out of you. So, I don't know. It's it's good. It's it's good. All right, guys, that is about it out of me. Remember, go like, subscribe, review, like us on Instagram, TikTok, all the places. All the links are in the show notes. You can also uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. And, of course, you can leave us a review and we'll read it on the show. Please go do that. It, it takes just a few minutes of your day and um, you might you might uh, hear us read it on air. So watch out. Watch out. All right, guys. Uh, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I, I love you guys. Thanks again for all your guys' support. And uh, we're going to do it again. We're going to do music news on Friday. So stop through. All right. Bye.